With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go AU Fur. With me this week is Blake, Iowa Gopher. Happy to be back. And you street. Hey, y'all. All right, so uh, football is here. We have entered the official start of fall practices, and unfortunately that means we've also entered injuries. And that means we need to talk about Zach Anikstad going down with an, is it still an undisclosed, or uh, not undisclosed, but unspecified foot injury at this point? Yeah, they said it was a foot injury. didn't specify what exactly, but they know he had surgery yet. I don't believe P.J. Fleck has ever specified an injury in his coaching career. Fleck has never specified any. I think, well, I think they, he, uh, I want to say he did talk specifically about Winfields after the season because I remember details came out about what, what exactly his was. But, yeah, at this point, preseason or during season, he doesn't say anything. Do we do we really get to say he specified an injury if he waits until, like, nine months later to talk about it? Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I think we should note at this point that we don't know what it is, and that is apparently reason to believe that the medical staff is conspiring to injure our players, according to random Twitter people who have deleted their accounts, but... <laughs> Apparently are doctors? I don't know. No, that was about le- leadership and integrity. You mean the guy who was uh, like a relatively high-ranking member of the cardiology department at the Mayo Clinic? That guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to go through a full doxing here, but uh, if you're going to be on the internet and say silly things, maybe don't make it clear that you're also a public figure. Be Kevin Durant. Have a burner. <laughs> yeah. God, I'd forgotten all about that. Also, I'm just fascinated by like when people in the situation where like they look at like the feedback they're getting and their best course of action is just to delete their account. That to me is just like a low moment in my life. Where if I ever get to the point where I'm just like, wow, I'm just so better off just deleting this account. It's that to me is like a low point in my life. You stepped in it. We uh, sure we did go on WebMD and base what Peter Fleck did say is that he revealed that Anikstead claimed that he heard and felt a pop. And if it's a foot injury, our WebMD, which, to be very clear, should in no way be taken as medical advice whatsoever, and it's wild speculation. But given that he had surgery, it's probably a plantar tear. And if that's the case, he's out the entire season. If he comes back at all, he'll come back in November. But honestly, if he's coming back in November and Zach Anikson has to play, I think we are in a very, very dire straits as a football program. Which, as, as you know, I'm clearly a member of. Let's, let's not imagine that world. I, I want to retain that uh, brief burst of optimism that we've somehow been able to cultivate as a fan base, returning the entire offense. Would you um, say that, that we're able to keep having the juice at this point, Chris? 
I believe uh, we are full of juice. <laughs> I think honestly, it's it's a bummer that Anaxed goes down. Obviously, because uh, the quarterback competition I think is scheduled to be a pretty good quarterback competition. But it is not as if Tanner Morgan is an incompetent football player, and he will have the full year to take the team to be the starting quarterback to have packages explicitly for him he probably isn't going to have to worry about losing his job and if he is one of two things is the case either he's regressed quite dramatically from his performance last season or one of the new freshmen jacob clark or cole kramer probably jacob clark for honest uh, is really good and that strikes me as a pretty good problem to have honestly and honestly i was never really that worried about the quarterback competition i mean Long story short, they were both fine last year, Anikstad and Morgan. Like you said, Morgan's not bad. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't really have a dog in the fight either. I wasn't rooting for Anikstad. I wasn't rooting for Morgan. I think either of them are capable. Um, I would say I think it sucks for Anikstad. From I mean, by all accounts, he seems like a hard worker and a good player and a good teammate. So I'm mean, sad that he won't get the opportunity to compete. But uh, I think I don't think the team's chances of success are drastically lower with Morgan under center, but uh, I'll be interested to see how he can build off last year and what improvements he's made, if any. I think a lot of people say, like, in preseason, everyone assumes everyone on the team is going to get better or the holes are going to get filled. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, especially those early non-conference games, um, what kind of feel he has for the passing game. But uh, I'm definitely interested to see what he can do, and I, I think there is something to be said about at this point in the preseason, them pretty much knowing that he's going to be the starter and kind of building the offense around him now. Um, we'll see if that makes any difference at all um, early in the season. Well, and ideally, too, uh, we find out if someone's great once they got to be great. Right, yeah. And this is an earth-shattering take that no one will have heard anywhere on the interwebs before now. Honestly, I feel like the only real major concern it raises is depth. It's depth only. I, I don't think... I mean, okay, so in some, you know, fantasy world where we don't we get to know what happened, maybe Zach Enixtad was going to be the better quarterback. But it's really depth. It's we had, we had two young but, you know, equally experienced or inexperienced, I guess depends on how you want to look at it, quarterbacks, with relatively similar upsides, although I would have said Zach's was slightly higher. And we were going to see which one one of them was going to be better. And now we are missing one of those quarterbacks and the backups are completely untested. So you heard it here first. Depth took a hit. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> this, for anyone listening, don't worry. It pays off later. You'll understand. Do we have more with Zach? Like, I, I don't want to belabor it. I feel bad for the kid, and I hope he gets better quickly, and I hope it doesn't matter that he's out. I hope his recovery process, as well as Tanner Morgan's quarterback play, is good as hell this year. Word. All right, Clay Geary. Clay Geary getting a scholarship at a Twins game. As a Twins fan, that actually makes me super excited. I would die just being able to throw out a first pitch, although I might also die from shame or embarrassment throwing out a first pitch, but let's just pretend it's solely excitement. Uh, but to then be given a scholarship for the football program I play for while throwing out a first pitch in a year that the Twins are actually good and with any hope or with uh, any luck and help from uh, Sports Jobu uh, will take 
Blake's Cleveland Indians and just run them into the dirt the rest of the way because boo Indians. Exactly how I feel. Hey, let's uh, let's turn it down, guys. You got a big se- big series coming up this weekend. We'll see how it shakes out. Excuse me, Blake. Yeah, it should shake out with y'all losing and going home and being very sad. That's how it needs to shake out. Mm, I agree to disagree on that. Ah, let him say. Let him say. You're alone in this, Blake. You're alone. You're you're by your, you're by yourself here on this on this on this. Indian you know what else island. is new? I always you know I've always been you know dismissed as the intern. I've always, I've always been a man on an island. You know it's just a different island this time. As a side note, did y'all watch the video itself? The video is pretty good. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Yes. Who is the football player who threw a miserable first pitch? There's two who threw it into the dirt. Was it Geary who threw it sort of like 15 feet in front of home plate? I thought that was. Was that Carter? Well, the, the group was Coughlin, I think Winfield, Barber, and Geary, right? I think there was one more. Geary was last. I thought that was Carter who threw first and didn't necessarily do great with it. Thomas Barber had an excellent first pitch. Winfield, I think, had a pretty good first pitch if he was in that group. Uh, the second person did. But, like, the third and fourth dudes, just not not ideal. So if they're the Chris school of first pitch throwing, it would have been a pretty awkward scholarship ceremony, as if it was Clay <laughs> Geary, he would be dead now. To be clear, did you get to see the the actual, like, high quality video produced by the U or are you still looking off of um, Megan Ryan's video from early in the day where she was at the game but wasn't able to you know run right out there and be close enough to make it clear who was throwing as you know I'm a social media maven so I've in fact <laughs> seen both of those videos uh, Meg Ryan's doing excellent work by the way as the gopher beat writer stepped into stepped into that shoes quite well uh, so props to Megan Ryan also has a, quite a good social media game so is worth a social media follow if you are someone who is on the Twitters and uh, are aware of what Twitter is because it's possible you might be a middle-aged white dude who just isn't aware of current trends nonetheless i saw both thought they were really great i think congratulations you are on scholarship is a good way to provide it i would also say that continuing my here are pieces of apparel that the university of minnesota should make available so i can buy them the maroon and gold twins hat with the university of minnesota logo is tight and i would like one i have that in a visor actually I got it at the State Fair. I would have bought it in a hat if they'd had it in a hat. They did not have it in a hat. They only had it in a visor. It was a spring training visor for the Twins. It was at the Twins uh, booth at the Minnesota State Fair. And it was like five bucks. And I was like, uh, hell yes. I know it's a visor. And I sort of gave up wearing those when I was, you know, 17. But I don't have any other maroon and gold tc logo things available to me so i will purchase you visor weren't you in a frat in college yeah i was but we were not visor frat we were you know the liberal art frat which meant that we were meatheads but smart ones they had standards street what what does that what does that mean like did you wear backwards like buttoned hats it meant that the dude who threw things off of a bridge every month to break them for the sake of breaking them also had like a 34 on his act and went on to grad school to do successful things good for him wow and he keeps bees that's dangerous that is impressive yeah shout out to shout out to clay geary hopefully you will be as good if not better than (laughs) (laughs) how dare you deviate from that story I, mean, I don't know. There were too many other ways we could go with that story because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna dive into more detail. Now let's let's hear more about 
Chris's old classmates from his fraternity. I, th- I really think we found uh, a niche there that we need to explore. And how many of them wore visors? Clearly, that's going to be what monetizes the podcast. Actually, as I as I think back, there may or may not have been a visor during freshman year for me. Seventeen may have been a touch early to end my visor wearing days. Also, I own a visor, so technically the visor wearing days are still here. Well, now it's We're retro. Move along now. Hold on, I haven't weighed in on the hat yet. Um, I would with an Indians hat. Oh, whoa! Get out. Uh, basketball. Basketball is in Italy. Honestly, I'm not sure I know a lot more than that. I, I watched the highlight video, but it was a lot of layups. And I don't, Street, we're looking to you. You're the basketball guy. Basketball's in Italy. Yeah, I was I was a, a watching solely the highlights. We did, one of our intrepid reporters, uh, Mo0018, did in fact watch the live stream and informed us that uh, the shooting in general was bad, which is not surprising because it's an early practice. But... Looking at least Patino's sort of summer blogs, the idea of the offense is they want to have three or four shooters on the court at all times. I think it's clear watching the highlights as well as what our intrepid man at his computer, I guess, on the scene, informed is that Marcus Carr is going to be an essential piece for this team and how successful he is is sort of going to determine in a lot of ways how successful the team is. Again, shock of shock on the truth hurts. Your point guard matters at college basketball. But with that said, uh, there seems to be some view that Brian Greenlee, who, if you recall, was the person who committed to the University of Minnesota without ever having visited campus at the very end of spring, apparently uh, doesn't suck. So according to our own Gopher Nation, uh, who recently wrote a sort of practice recap post, he was pleasantly surprised by Brian Greenlee. Trey Williams, who is another one of the freshmen, I think has been uh, having a really good summer and apparently looks quite good, was a contributor to several of the layups on that highlight film. That's exciting. Otherwise, it appears as if they are hitting up all of the major sites in Italy, including the Basilica, the Trevi Fountain, and uh, the Statue of David. So I'm sure uh, they're enjoying that. I don't think many of them are wearing visors. Also, uh, Patino's Twitter game has been very strong on this uh, overseas trip. I will say that. That's not a shock to me. I mean, it is quite possibly one of his best skills. Yeah, if he can figure out how to coach a team to make open threes the way that he can burn people on Twitter, they will go undefeated next year. National title, for sure. Absolutely. You've heard it here first. If the University of Minnesota turns out to be good at basketball, they have a chance to win the national championship. (laughs) That if is doing a lot of work. A lot of work. All right, so we are officially the question time already and i don't feel bad about that at all because uh we are gonna have i have a question chris no 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 i'm gonna make it no, no i just I'm, have one do you know who lizzo no, is i'm making a statement before we get to the question time uh we're all old and before you all argue with me on this we're all old because we're all writing things on the internet like on a blog only old people do that now. Uh, let the record reflect i'm not old so now that noting that we are all old, I want to ask you, what is a thing that you just realized was a thing that everyone else already knew? Because that's something that happens to old people. And I'm going to start with you, Blake. Um, I tr- I'm trying to think of a good answer. Um, the best answer I've got is the, there's apparently this scooter craze um, in big cities now. And I, just, I was just in Atlanta um, visiting a friend, and we actually rode some. There's like apparently competing... Um, scooter companies that apparently just 
the concept the concept is to just leave these scooters um, around the city, and you can use an app to pay to ride them around places. And it's a very weird concept, but um, I was previously unaware of it. So, two things. First of all, I would normally mock you mercilessly for being old now, except that my comeuppance is you know almost here. Second of all. You live in Chicago. How is, is that not a thing in Chicago? Uh, it's, be, it's way to dox Blake. Yeah, it's, yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. Okay. Yeah. You live in a city of, I don't know, what, 8 million people? God, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> no scooters. We do have, they are piloting the scooters here, but it's very, it's a limited area. It's not in the area that I live. So it just kind of defeats the purpose. I'm not going to go to another part of the city just to ride a scooter. And this is where we learn that Blake lives in, I don't know, Naperville or something. I live outside the scooter zone. Well, actually, you can't live in Naperville. You would be an Iowa fan if you lived in Naperville. So. This is true. Street, what's something that you just realized you learned a little late? Like in general? <laughs> I mean, so many things. <laughs> or do you mean like there is some trend of today that I uh, was unaware of until it recently popped up? Sure. Either one. Let's go for it. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, you know, turning your homework on time. Here is something, actually, uh, that I stumbled upon. And uh, I discovered, uh, I think other people know this. Are you familiar with the concept of ASMR? It sounds familiar. I mean, those are letters. All four letters are recognizable to me. Yeah, so apparently there's this thing on the internet where uh, people, it seems to be predominantly women, uh, will like whisper and tap things on videos. And this is supposedly like supposed to be relaxing. And I'm a big fan of a television show uh, in Britain called Would I Lie to You, which is very funny. And they have a segment where they like bring some person on and then various members of a panel like pretend that they know the guest and other people have to determine which one is true. And so one of the things that came out uh, was that there is a woman who I checked has like lots of subscribers on YouTube whose entire YouTube channel is basically her rapping presence really slowly. And by like slowly, I mean it takes her like 40 minutes to wrap a box. Same. Yeah, but like it's it's competently wrapped. I don't know if that's true for you. <laughs> There's no world in which any amount of time is going to result in me competently wrapping something, so I don't even attempt it. I just throw it together in 30 seconds and throw a bunch of tape on it to hold it. Also, why are you watching British television? Is American television not good enough for you? I mean, yes, absolutely. That's <laughs> I true. think that's the whole point. Anyway, I would say that that's something that I learned recently was a thing. I suppose we can transition to you, Chris. Uh, what is something that you have recently come to the conclusion is, in fact, cool? And having now done so, will officially become uncool because you are a mid-30s white dude. So you might think from all the uh, various cracks dropped my way during this entire podcast that Lizzo... That, that I was going to admit to having just realized that Lizzo was a thing and that I'm a Lizzo stan now. But actually, there, I, I, what I want to admit to is that there is a glass-blowing competition show on Netflix, and y'all should be watching it. It's called Blown Away. The host is terrible, but it's glass-blowing, which is always amazing. God, you're old. And <laughs> it's a glass-blowing competition. 
You need to watch it. I'm not kidding you. It's only like 20 minute episodes. It's worth your time. Do it. You you had a legitimate you had a legitimate chance to both ruin the career of a very talented and successful musician by declaring that you liked her and therefore making her immediately uncool. And instead, you decided to be even older. Get out of here! With, I mean, get I, out of here with this glass blowing shows. Come on. Go watch it. I'm telling you. It's the truth. Also, I feel like, have they announced the homecoming act uh, for, for the U? Because I feel like it's going to be Lizzo. That's just my, that's my feel. I think, I think it's actually Cats this year. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? All I'll, all I'll say is that Tom Hooper, the director of Cats, won the best direct, director Oscar back in like 2010, 2011 over David Fincher for The Social Network, and I have never gotten over it. I mean, the direction on the social network is really not that great. I think that might speak to both the Oscars and the dearth of great films. I would year. like to secede from this podcast at this time. Well, you are a fan of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, like, I'm not sure that's what's our loss there. We have to deal with not having you be an Indians fan. Oh, this is true. I think it just sounds like a best case scenario for, for all involved. Uh, the homecoming lineup, just uh, so everyone's clear, homecoming will be on the 4th of October, I think, this year. Uh, and it has not yet been announced who is going to be the act via the University of Minnesota's homecoming.umn. Who's the football, po- who's the football opponent? Do we know? Oh that's, oh, that's Illinois. That's Illinois weekend. They did, their, they did their homework. They scheduled the one Big Ten West opponent that deserved to be a homecoming opponent for homecoming. Hopefully, when we come back and talk next week, there will be no injury talk. I want nothing but goofy fleck videos and um, I don't know some news about volleyball. So let's 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 vote for positive news about volleyball and no injuries. Are we agreed? Agreed. agreed. All right. And on that, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat. <laughs>